Welcome to the Rebel and Muse podcast, where you can join us on our journey of self-improvement. I'm Kaleo Wassman. And I'm Melanie Wassman. Tune in each week to discover how we find balance in health, love, and life. So I'm really excited about this because uh, I have known Paul for, wow, we've been working together now for a couple years. A couple. Yeah. Yeah, a few. Um, And um, the cool thing is, is Paul actually had seen us play in Oahu as Pepper, like back in the day when he was like going to college. That's right. So Uh Paul was from Hawaii too. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, ladies and gentlemen, hi, welcome to the podcast. Uh, And so uh, here we have today, Paul Milbury. Paul Milbury is joining us from San Diego. And uh, he's, uh, yeah, he's been kind of like in between the Hawaii, uh, San Diego area of of life, where I have actually (laughs) spent about 20 uh, some odd years. And uh, someone asked me recently, it's like, so why San Diego? Why did you guys pick San Diego to move to uh, when you left Kona? And the only answer I could really come up with was because it was the closest place to Hawaii on the mainland. (laughs) So you could get there as if soon as you anything could. went awry, we yeah. could get home like in about four, five, four, four or five hours or yeah. something like that. <laughs> but um, but uh, no, I, I really don't think there's anywhere in this country that I could live besides Southern California. Mm-hmm. Recently, though, uh, I was in Baja, Mexico, and I was actually kind of contemplating like moving down there. Mm-hmm. The, the, it's yeah it's unreal life was relaxed and simple mm-hmm. yeah and they were very safe too all their practices were i was surprised where what do you mean safe oh you mean when we went to uh, uh guadalupe yes when we went to a vineyard i mean they took our temperature which some places here well, actually i don't think anybody here does they took our temperature they um gave us hand sanitizer made sure we were wearing masks and then they also took our oxygen level which was trippy. So they put this little thing on your finger. I don't know if it was actually working because all of us were 96. but It definitely wasn't working. I could have had like a better score than that. Yeah, Kaleo, he's overachiever here, January 6th things. He's like, so, so what's the good score? What's my score? What's better? Because I want to be better. And the guy goes, just keep breathing, bro. <laughs> just keep breathing, man. Just keep yeah. breathing. Anyway, Paul, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to get right into it. So, Paul, why don't you tell everybody who you are? Right on. Hey, guys, it's uh, great to be here talking with you. And I should correct you before we jump in. It was uh, senior year of high school. Oh, my gosh. No, wait, wait, (laughs) wait, wait. You can't you can't say that, Paul. That means that I'm that much older than you. Well, fair enough. But I think it was it was it was was a a rad time. It was our project grad at the Hard Rock on Oahu. Wait, 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 wait. That was your graduation, that Hard Rock one by the Oluwai? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, no way. I was there too. Yeah. Oh, that is so nuts. It was epic. It was it was epic too. We snuck in like we had the late. You know, when you graduate in Hawaii, like you get all the lays and stuff. We had one of our buddies had given like eight of us um, lays with like alcohol in like little bottles that he like (laughs) had put in candy wrappers, and so we actually as soon as we got there like we all poured it into a into a drink and just like chugged it down like right before you guys went on so it was so cl- it was oh like such a classic God. i remember uh, these lays show. uh-huh i remember yeah. these lays in hawaii like are, are they they're all over the place or just hawaii 
I think just Hawaii. That is yeah. so Hawaii. nuts. Yeah, the, you yeah. you would get all of the like uh, the little airplane minis mm-hmm. that were like wrapped mm-hmm. in a net lay. Or in like exactly. blue cellophane <laughs> or something. <laughs> exactly. And we all had them. Like a bunch of us had them. And, and as soon as we got in there, you know, we, we just graduated, just had our whole ceremony. And then it was like, and then the pepper show that night. We're like, yes, it was so rad. <laughs> oh, my God. It was high school. Yeah. Jesus. Yes. Oh it was my. a good it was a good time and it was right i think it was like right when i think it might have been a year after kona town had come out so it was just like it was it was good time so you're saying like wow. 2003 slash 04 was, or something was, like that yeah it was oh it was oh three was when we graduated yeah oh man wow yeah so it was it was awesome <laughs> i remember just being like when we had um like one of my friend's mom was on the planning committee for project grad. And like, we were like, they were like asking who should we try to get? And we were like, bro, let's, we got to go for pepper. Like, let's try to get pepper to play it. And like, remember when it came about and it was like, yeah, they, we got them. And I think honestly, I think part of the contract too was like, was like, you can't play dirty hot sex. Cause like, you know, <laughs> went, to, went to Punahou and they were like, you know, don't play that. And then like at oh the show, gosh. you guys were like, they told us not to play this, but like, we're fucking playing it, you know? And then, and of course, everyone just went like, oh, yeah. It was so wild. It's, pretty, it's a good time. Sounds like Pepper. Yeah, that's straight yeah. up us, man. Uh, yeah, that, it was great. It that, was great. That's so. hilarious. Okay, so that that's pretty interesting, though. Like, like I, I remember, um, you know, we didn't play in Oahu uh, a lot. We, we basically went straight from Kona to California. And then, you know, it's just started working our way in here. And I was really surprised that, you know, the Outer Islands were actually hearing about us even before like radio play or was there radio play going on? There, there really wasn't. No. It was like at, at the time it was like when burning CDs was like the thing. So like I remember there was a couple <laughs> of different kids at my school that had burned like, you know, a lot of the demos that were on Given It and um, and then obviously like I think the first song I heard was Trade Winds and um, my buddy turned me on to it and it was like we it was one of those things you burn the cd and then you burn it for somebody else and then somebody else so like i it was there was a buzz building at that time via just like you know passing out the burn copies like the coconut wireless CDs. hey yeah exactly <laughs> hey let, exactly. let's talk about these burn copies because there's a couple things that i haven't thought about in years first of all this uh mini this airplane mini alcohol bottle lay that you get yeah. for graduation okay <laughs> and then and then burn cds I remember making like the playlists on Napster. Yes, I did use Napster. Uh-huh. All these playlists, you know, and like getting all of, like they were like really the new mixtape, but like it was unstoppable of what you could put on a CD. You could go anywhere. You know, you get everything from Ben Harper to like Nine Inch Nails to anything on one CD. I remember these bird CDs, <laughs> yeah. man. It was oh. amazing, dude. There was kids at my at my school that would hustle them too. That they would like burn them and then sell them. Oh, this is like a, a mix of whatever. This is like a roots mix, and like someone would sell them for like six bucks or seven oh bucks. Oh my you know? gosh! Like, there was like it was down to that um, as well. But then like you know, as the because not everybody at the time had a, a, an ability to burn a CD. You had to have like a nice computer with the the nice like disc thing to burn it. Yeah, like not all of them came standard, so. <laughs> People would sell sell the burn CDs for five bucks. Okay, five Paul, bucks. tell tell me this is uh is is your history in the record business something that goes back to you burning CDs and, and selling and, them with the hustle, dude? A hundred, dude, a hundred percent. Like, I, I, like I would. Well, no, actually, okay, 100% in the sense that, like I didn't I didn't slang them and sell them or any of that component, but like I was like that was part of the like fiending for music kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like that was part of like hunger and desire to be part of 
music and to be exposed to it because of like when when like Kazaa and Napster and LimeWire and all of those things just like opened up everything like I was you know it was a field day just downloading everything all day burning it and then and then hopping into the the car and listening to it you know and you know what that's perfect that's a perfect segue because um I don't actually even think people know like you are the uh operations full-time general manager facilitator of law records and law records of course is the record company that uh uh pepper had started based off of yasad's dad's band the law from the early 70s and you talk about like leather whips chains uh those studded bracelets that everyone had in the 80s these big hair oh huge just let's just go straight into it the perm yeah. Like yeah. all these guys had like, <laughs> like, I think actually that was the first time that I ever saw like a real uh, slow soul glow. It was on top of uh, Yasad's dad's head. And then it was made really famous through uh, coming to America. Just let yourself <laughs> And um, it was the first time I've ever seen like hair like that. And he pulls out, Yasad pulls out this record before we came to Hawaii. He's like, no, check this out, bro. It's my dad's band, The Law. And then after coming here, signing with um, Volcom, and then being released from Volcom, and then being able to start Law Records, you know, it was so fun because we were able to put our first demo out that we recorded in Hawaii called Given It. And uh, Volcom's like, yeah, no, we're okay. We'll press them for you, but we don't really want to sign that one. We'll go ahead and sign Kona Town. And so we were able to absorb that album. And that was actually the first new release off of law records because the original release if you guys don't know this is yasad's band's dad and that album is called none escape none escape the law none escape the law and so that was the first that was the very first record on law records and then cut to like 20 years later the next record was giving it wow i know right i didn't even Amazing. know that isn't that so <laughs> wild and then from there you know we were able to sign like uh well we had mark lay on and mark was uh facilitating law records and then when uh mark went back to kona you stepped in and then mm-hmm. really took law records to like the next uh the next level and before i let you uh open that up i'm just gonna say like you know we've had so many great uh law records alumni we have ballyhoo iration uh and we have, uh, let's see, uh, old school bands, uh, gosh, uh, super villains, pacifier, pacifier. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so, but now, you know, we, since you have stepped in, you know, and brought in on bands like, you know, like cashed out and, uh, Vana and Shane Hall and, uh, sideways and, you know, all these bands that are, you know, cu- coming up and, and in this scene, uh, your, your your really really large idea for law records that really took it into like the next level of law records was the house that bradley built mm-hmm. and um i'm That's- just i'm just gonna let you loose and like first of all tell us about your brainchild and and let us know how you facilitated this happening um most definitely and thank you and thanks man it's it's so rad to be um a part of, of law and the history and just before I even launch into that, since you're letting me loose, I got to say, <laughs> I was playing in a band in, in San Diego when I came over here for college. I was playing in a band called High Roots. And we actually were talking with Mark about doing a record with Law circa 08, 09. And so wow. that's how I met met Mark. Um, it's like you've way. always been with us in a way. You've been with <laughs> totally. us since like 03. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. we've been on like the same roads, just like that are running parallel, but just on like you know opposite sides, you know. So like wow. we, so so we met. So I met Mark in I think maybe maybe oh eight oh nine, or or maybe a little late, like right right around that time. And we were talking with High Roots about potentially doing a record with Law, and you know for whatever reason, um, you know we're we're a big band. It didn't it just didn't materialize. But I always kept in touch with Mark. You know always. Um, you know, would check in, see how things are going. I got another job at a at a different label and was working there as a, a label, an independent label out of um, uh, West LA called Blue Alon Records, and was there for about four years doing various things. And and I would, we, me and Mark would get coffee and hang and um, whatever. And then so prior to him going back to Kona, he like called and said, "Hey, like you know, we've got a bunch of projects coming on. Like I'm, you know, wondering if you'd want to help facilitate it." And then. Um, and then like a week later, he calls me and he's like, listen, like things have, things are kind of changing. Um, you know, would you be into to running the whole thing and being general manager? I need you on full time. And I was like, oh, OK. And like right at simultaneously, <laughs> simultaneously, I'm like about to have like it was like that was in November. And um, my second daughter, Dylan, was to be born in December. So I was like, you know, no, no big changes going on right now. Like jump from a full time wow. job to another having my second daughter born. So it was a, like that was just the crazy um preparation that little did i know for all the craziness of 2020 and 2021 and all that but that was kind of the full circle of of how i got you know in the place that i'm in with law because like you said we've always kind of been there together but just separate but um flash forward to 2019 which was i was my first you know when i started with law um was at cali roots and i met kelly knoll of um the knoll family foundation where um, you know, Brad's sister, the lead singer of Sublime. And um, I was at their booth and I think I was actually there because like my socks had gotten wet from whatever. And I like ended up buying some socks from their merch tables so could have some fresh socks at Cali Roots. And um, and so I was listening to the whole story of, of the Family Foundation and what it was doing and what they're trying to achieve. And was just like, oh my gosh, like this is a rad cause that you guys are doing. Um, I would love to, you know, love to have lobby a part of it and help out in some capacity like it was may and the locomotion album was coming out in end of june so i was like right now things are a little crazy like i'm you know we have a lot of releases coming out i was like i don't think we can handle anything right now but i would love to keep in touch and see if we can figure something out that we can do you know once we have um some time and then flash forward it was like i think october of 2019 um you and i cleo were talking about like an idea where we're like hey like could you do uh, could Pepper do a version of a sublime song? We'll put it out and we'll have the proceeds go to go to the Noel Family Foundation. We're like, yeah, like that sounds rad. And we're like, okay, well, what if what if everybody on law did a song? And then we're like, okay, cool. Now we got like 14 songs. Everyone would put those songs out and then the proceeds would still go to the Noel Family Foundation. And then it just started snowballing between like, well, like, you know, we could ask our friends in, you know, Long Beach Dub All Stars. We could ask our friends in um and and all the bands that we work with and and then we could even get crazier we could ask the descendants to do their song we could ask half pint to do their song and it just kind of blossomed organically into this 56 song compilation of bands doing covers doing their own songs um that is a double vinyl three disc cd set and uh kind of just came out about a couple weeks ago where it's this amazing celebration of brad noel and sublime and 
the, with going towards the Noel Family Foundation, which is just this crazy thing. That's, awesome. that's awesome. so, uh, that's like, okay, so just to set it like straight for so some people out there that might not know Sublime or what Brad or the foundation is. So Sublime is a band that has influenced so many maybe all of the bands in the American reggae genre scene. They have, they have such a reach. And, um, you know, Brad died at like 27. Uh, he, uh, he overdosed. And so what this is, is just all of these bands that have been influenced by this man and his music and his band, while his family simultaneously is building a, um, a place uh, so they can have uh, just a safe house that people can go to that are struggling with addiction and then to combine that with music since since brad was so you know just genius just talented and really penetrated so many people's lives that decided to also play music uh and it's really this this incredible universal unfolding of like wow this it's so it's like it's kind of like going back to like you and oh three uh bringing us over uh, for your high school grad and then you now facilitating our record label and working with us day to day it's one of those just for like sure. it's just one of those interconnected situations where you just look at it and you go whoa this is so nuts this the amazing it's been so many moments of putting this together of of those interconnectivity yeah. interconnections yeah. of, yeah. of, of everything because yeah, you know, with like Long Beach Dub All Stars, you know, they were, you know, they all, you know, Opie was, you know, did all the artwork for Sublime and, and sang, you know, with them as well. And Miguel, who produced, you know, yeah. countless Sublime Sublime releases, and, um, you know, like to have all of these things come together the way that it did, all for, um, you know, for Brad and to to raise awareness for, you know, it was just such a tragedy with what happened and, um it's really a testament to, to the Noel family because they are, they, this was such a tragedy to have happen in anybody's right. life, but it was let alone to have it with all this fame and all yes. this, like, I mean, sublime became huge. Um, so they like, it's almost like you necessarily couldn't escape it. I imagine, mm. but to take a tragedy and turn it into something positive, that's gonna, that's gonna save lives. It's going to be an entrant in, in the house treatment center, um, where like su supporting people with addic people in the music industry struggling with addiction. So um, to take something so tragic and so um, hard and turn it into a positive and uplift the scene and uplift um, people to in you know their darkest times, it's really just amazing that they are doing what they're doing. That's fantastic, man. And so um, uh, has the has the comp raised any money? Yeah, so to date we've um, raised twenty five thousand um, dollars. That uh, that's amazing, is, buddy. And it and it's just and it's just the start, you know. Um, right. The idea the idea was, you know, one we would the idea was the the release would be twofold. It would be one to raise awareness for the foundation, what they're doing, the cause, um, and help bring it to light in whatever capacity. And then two was to be to raise money and be a source of ongoing income. And, you know, since the bands that um, donated their time and, and talents and everything, you know, also licensed the music for a certain amount of time digitally, um, you know, the money will continue to go for them for that time period that we, you know, that with the music is out there digitally. So, like, it's going to be an ongoing source of revenue for them, as well as, you know, an ongoing um, thing to talk about and, and for them to to raise awareness for everything that they're doing. So, so today 25,000, but I, I'm so confident we're going to get 
that so much further beyond that, which is just a mind blowing thing. That's amazing. When we started it, I was like, if we can raise five grand, like I'd be so oh my gosh. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw... before the album had before the full album had even come out, we had we had given them a check for twenty five grand and it was just like oh my gosh. Just so so mind blowing, you know. I saw that photo of, you know, the, those big checks where you won the lottery mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. You and Isad giving him a twenty five thousand dollar big check to the dad. Yeah. That was so cool. It was so special and it was such a cool moment and it was like it yeah, that was a really rad and, and Papa Jim is just he's such a great guy and was so grateful and he's just so thankful of, of everything that we're doing. And, you know, we were so thankful for to be able to do it and to be a part of it and to like, just, you know, in, in everything that's going on, it was like, we're putting this positivity in the world where everybody is, it's like one of those weird things where everybody wins kind of thing, you know, and it's just so great to be a part of and putting this positive energy into the world that we it so desperately need yeah, right now. It know? is really positive energy and it's such a, an important cause. It's even inspired um, one of the restaurants here in Oceanside, Switchboard. He is now, mm-hmm. he was so moved by the whole story that he is donating monthly to uh, Brad's house for from That's portions so cool. of, I, I don't know if it's the pepper wine sales. I know he serves pepper wine there, yeah. but he's donating a portion of that each month he was just so inspired yeah. by this whole story. Mm-hmm. That's Kevin at I've, Switchboard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I've seen his handouts. It's the the happy hour portions that he has those like on the table that that lets people know. So he's you know, and mm-hmm. it's it inspired so many different people to do it. And there's been a Facebook group that's um, that was created on on Facebook that's called Bradley's House, and that you know st- was started I think a couple months ago, and it's over three thousand members now and they share um stories of recovery and um you know things that are that are helping them and it's a community that has been created you know that that we didn't help like we just helped create we didn't create it but like we helped put these things in motion and Mm -hmm. and amplify everything that really has just been a beautiful thing you know it's unreal and this was really you know uh you really took this home you approached us and you're like hey boys i have this idea and we were like Okay, yeah, go for it. But we had no idea how many people you would reach in order to contribute. Now, what is the total number of of bands that that were part (laughs) of uh, Brad's and Brad's Deluxe Edition? 56. Wow. Wow. So and and I mean, this this is like an incredible smorgasbord of bands (laughs) here for this. And um, it it really like, you know, it goes it goes to show you like, yeah. Um, it took a team to make this happen, but the result is clear and it's putting more of that positive energy and that, that healing, especially when you're dealing with, you know, these kind of, uh, really, really hard situations when it comes down to your family and addiction, which, you know, is rampant all over the world. So for this to be like a kind of like a lighthouse, like a beacon of what can happen out of a tragedy and how to turn that tragedy into the best that it can be. It is really a beautiful, it's a really beautiful uh, scenario to see. It, 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 yeah, totally. And what was, what was crazy was when we kind of, how I said it, or like organically blossomed was when we started down the path of like, okay, this is what we we're going to do. Here's the project. And we kind of, um, and then and started doing it it just organically changed because the community that like we, you know, that we talked about that you mentioned being influenced by Brad and sublime, like is just immense and massive that it really, 
everybody rallied like immediately like to be a part of it mm-hmm. because because of they believed in the in the cause and they believed in in what what they wanted to do in supporting Brad and you know and the changes that he made in everybody's life so it was really like it speak speaks mostly to um the community of artists that are a part of it and that and the scene that he helped inspire because you know they are so they were all so moved by just us bringing the idea to them that they went out and you know i I think johnny cosmic who did 40 ounces of freedom on it you know we we mentioned it to him and i think a day like a day and a half later he turned he turned in the song and it was done like (laughs) you know and it was just like you know he just immediately was you know was moved and and took action so it's just amazing to see all of it come in and and as the songs would come in it was like it just made it made work um you know I've been very blessed to be with law and have this, you know, passion of work and um, my passion in life with being music just kind of come together because this, it didn't, nothing felt like work. It was like an email comes in and it was so exciting because it was a demo or a rough of, <laughs> from, from Milo Ackerman of the descendants giving, right, right. you know, giving, doing hope. And it was like, dude, what world is Milo sending us a demo of his own song? You know, to be a so, part of the cool. so let's, so let, let's just, talk about that real quick. That's a little bit of an inception moment right there, isn't it? Totally. Yeah. Yes, that's, that's, absolutely. What, that's what you saw and said. He's like, check the, he's like, he's like, he calls me band. And we call each other band sometimes, B-A-N-D. And he's like, band, check this out. So Sublime covered a Descendants song. And now the Descendants are covering the same song that Sublime covered of their song. <laughs> and I just, I straight up looked at him and I'm just like, it's way too early in the morning. I have no, <laughs> I, I can't even wrap my head around this right now. But it's it's so beautiful to know like, yeah, this, this band is like, they're so influential. Now, here's a funny thing too. And I got to ask you this. I mean, when you're, you're talking about 50, you say 56? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You're talking about 56 bands here. Now, this just goes to show you the uh, prestige of the catalog that Sublime has musically. I mean... That's 56 songs from a from one band that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and the funny thing is like, yeah, you know, uh, Sublime, they had they had big hits. But for the most part, they just made good music. So there wasn't right. anyone trying to like, you know, there wasn't like 20 bands just trying to do one of their hit songs. It's more like, no, 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 no. Out of like the three or four albums that they have. We there's just like this wealth of different songs and it just it every song touches every band or artist differently. And then that's the one they gravitate towards. to, And then that's the one they submit. I was just so blown away. You know, it wasn't like 25 uh, versions of Santeria. Actually, right. you, you know what I mean? It was like it was yeah. so all over the, uh, the, the, the catalog. Definitely. That was, and that was wild. And, and again, yeah, it just speaks to the good music. Cause I, cause it was really like, you know, every song on 40 ounces of freedom is just like a, a great song. You uh-huh. know? Uh, but, but going back to that inception idea, the idea to a part of that was, was as we kind of further went into everything, we were kind of like, okay, you know, we wanted to, you know, I'm a sublime, if you can't tell, I'm a sublime super fan as well. And like, you know, <laughs> I think we all so, are buddy. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. for sure. But, but I wanted to, I wanted also was like, you know, this would be a really cool opportunity to, you know, some people don't aren't aware that the songs that sublime did were covers or they were like interpretations oh, from a song point, and taken and taken and taken and did it with their own. And so, you know, so we had like, as we kind of started going, it's like, dude, wouldn't it be rad if we could get the bands that Brad covered and sublime covered to do their, to do their song, which then people would be like, well, you know, why, 
you know, they would think that that band covered it, but we would be part of like educating people as well too, of like, Hey, like, no, this was the band that they did that influenced sublime. And it would be this whole kind of like, you know, educational inception idea that was going on. So descendants was one where, you know, obviously that song, um, hope that was their song. And mm-hmm. so we, you know, we, we were able to do it. And then same with half pint, which did Lovin', which became the hook for what I got. Um, so, you know, we, and then falling idols did their track falling idols. The song was called falling idols by a band falling idols. Sublime covered that on Robin the hood. Um, so we, we went out to these bands to, as well for this mission to try to do this so we could help, you know, kind of bring the whole story together, you know, with what the music that they were doing. Absolutely. Because, uh, they were such a bridge for all of these American kids growing up and, and finding those true, like, like perfect examples, like, uh, what I got, right with half pint mm-hmm. and then right. and then going like whoa okay so they got that from this like jamaican art and then it kept going you know then it kept going with like mm-hmm. ninja man and then it kept going with barrington and then they would like basically kind of like give you their adaption of the version and then you would go and and really go back to the roots of it all which is like mm-hmm. the, which is like the pure jamaican the, like the origin of all reggae in Jamaica, right? Totally. And then you'd go it's, there and then you would figure out like, oh, okay, that's where they got this from. And instead of like uh, piracy, you looked at it more like, well, I did at least, you looked at it more like a breadcrumb trail leading you back yeah. to to that, that pure state. And then you go listen to the original versions. You're like, oh my God, this is so good. Yeah, that's a great way of, of describing it with the breadcrumb because that's, like I still to this day I'm like wow that bass line sounds familiar or like well that line and then I, I discover it and you know it's a that was a tenor uh, song and yep, um exactly you know, or, or or something like that and I and and it's really cool too because it, it like makes me feel like I have a connection to Brad in some capacity like when I when I hear the original I'm like okay this is what he was what he was jamming on at that time and was is what was influencing him and it's just a really cool um, connection to have all that because yeah, I, I went down rabbit holes, you know, with bad brains and, and descendants as well. And half pint and mm-hmm. um, just, uh, you know, you did it, man. Dude, Tenor discovered. saw right there. That, that, that was like, Tenor saw. The, yeah, that was a huge one right it, there. Yeah. And like, so I, and, and Bob, you know, Bob yep. Marley and like, you know, where I just went down rabbit holes of discovery based off of, you know, off of what they did and whatnot. So it was, it was pretty, I mean, they, what a what a band and just what they did and and just what a, it's crazy. It's amazing. And then, I mean, Grateful Dead, too, you know, like um, pulling from the jam bands, the roots reggae, the punk rock, like they were just this melting pot of amazing things. And what I really like about the comp, too, is I feel like a lot of people really took, you know, what Sublime did was they took those covers and they, they really made them their own and, and almost you know, changed them in their way that made them, you know, made them their own. And a lot of bands did that as well, too, which I really think is amazing because it's a, the comp is a, a full spectrum of stuff that's on there, you know, to, to, sim- similar, yeah, yeah similar yeah, to ahead. a sublime album. When you put on a sublime album, ah, like a coaster, good one, you know, two, ver- yeah. two versions that just stick out to my head immediately are from Shane Hall, who did Under My Voodoo. And then uh, Vanna Leo, who did uh, the Ballad of Johnny Butt, who the, yeah. the the Ballad of Johnny Butt, I think, is actually a secret hate song as well. It is a secret hate song. Okay, yes. that, that <laughs> right, is accurate. Right. That is accurate. Okay, okay. So, um, so yeah, I mean, the way that they approach those two songs, you're right. They completely made it their own in their own style, and I, I'm so pumped that uh, all the artists on the album, uh, the comp, were able to to perform the song the way that they they truly felt it. 
The funny thing is, too, definitely. You know, the funny thing too is, man, like, um, you know, I know I did this, like, just learning how to play guitar, like, back in the day, and I'm sure all of these uh, musicians and artists that were on the comp, they were doing this too. They were just playing, you know, Sublime songs on an acoustic guitar at the beach mm-hmm. with some friends, or at their living room or their house, or on top of a water tank or whatever it was, you know. So mm-hmm. it 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 really is cool, like. In in a sense, they they've been rehearsing for this their whole lives. As far sure. as, as far as like this comp, they've been rehearsing for it, and I think that's why there's so much. You know, when you listen to the comp, there's so much, there's so much cool energy. There's such a cool approach. It's like, yeah, these songs are really really established, but now you get to hear them in a completely different way, and now you can also know that this money is going to such a beautiful synergistic cause that ties the entire thing together. Mm-hmm. Defi- yeah. Definitely. That's funny to, to say that they've been rehearsing their whole life. Cause yeah, a lot, everybody's been playing these songs forever. So yeah, it's a, that's a cool way of, of describing it. The Shane Hall version was amazing. Um, you know, just to go back to that, like, I like he had, I had some ideas when we had talked about it of doing a couple of different songs. And I, and I approached him and asked him if he would just take a stab at under my voodoo, because I, I felt like that, that the whole guitar rift in that, like the original version that, um, that, you know, was on sublime self-titled was like, it, it's like a Jimi Hendrix progression. Like it's very, you can hear the, the, like the guitar approach on it is, is different than the reggae influence approach. And, you know, Shane being just this incredible guitarist and, ripping musician like i felt like that one would really um i felt like that would just be that would be it was worth a shot so then he came back and did this and i was like oh my god like he just blew, <laughs> blown away by it it was so wow bad. so you actually brought that suggestion to shane i i suggested it to him and said hey just take a stab at this one because i feel like this has yeah. you written all all over it and and you know and then it's he a did, straight home run the straight home run. Straight totally. home run, man. That one's which great. all goes to him. Which all goes to him because right. I mean he's just an incredible yes. musician and guitarist. And the way it was so acoustic is like haunting and beautiful. Is like it, it, yeah, it's a great song. Okay, so um, now jumping away because I really do want to get into like how you're balancing things, right? But before we get mm-hmm. into, but before yeah, I, I want to like throw more information and more things that you also have on the plate as far as Law Records because you have all the reissues. You have all the new music. So go ahead and mm-hmm. first of all, um, well, both you and I are really, I would say, hyper-focused on um, making sure that the Jamaican reggae we grew up with uh, really gets its its due respect and mm-hmm. its, uh, and its I would say, uh, its moment to really shine and, and be able to like allow people kind of like what sublime did like the breadcrumb trail analogy let's go back to that because there's so like you said like you listen to a baseline you listen to this lyric or whatever and there's so much adaption from american reggae bands and i'm really excited with these reissues that people are going to be able to figure out the origin of where these things came from and now the, the, the cool thing is again like music is such a it's an exchange. It's an energetic exchange. So when someone finds a piece of music, they'll grab it, they'll take it, and then they'll take it somewhere else. And then from there, someone else will grab it and then they'll take it and then they'll take it somewhere else. But it is really a beautiful thing to watch the evolution of a certain piece of art, AKA music in this point, and then um, be able to know where the origin, what was the original uh, canvas, you know? 
And so with these reissues uh, for law records, it's like the next big idea and big step. So go ahead and, and explain that one. Yeah. Um, I, so so the idea with that, and I don't want to just to mention which ones we're doing yet, but I'll explain. No, no, no. You don't have to. And, we'll and, keep it a surprise. And, and the, the idea of, of what it is, is, you know, like as you know, the music scene, the, the scene that we're all in and that we're a part of, like all were inspired and influenced, um, you know, by, by all these, like the Jamaican artists and the, the ones that really paved the way for sublime and for, for everybody. And as we kind of get further away from, um, from the time, like there's a whole group of, of people that are coming into the scene that are not aware necessarily of that, the Jamaican reggae scene that, that did this, mm -hmm. uh, that laid the ground, that laid the groundwork that laid the, you know, the influence that they did. And so really what, like what we're aiming to do is to bring, um, awareness highlighted and tell the story of how we got to where we're at today in the scene that we're in, who, who was the people that influenced it, who, um, who influenced who and what, what were they doing at the time and what went into this. So we really are trying to tell the story of how we got from, you know, A to Z by reissuing some old reggae classics and some, some legendary albums, um, and, and really highlighting, um, you know, their contribution to the scene that right now is, is just thriving, you know? Mm -hmm. So like, that's, that's an, a big initiative initiative of ours moving forward is to, um, you know, to make sure that we're giving proper, um, awareness and proper, uh, diligence and just, you know, highlighting those that, made all of this possible essentially which in, in some ways is very similar to the comp and um in that same vein of, of, of bringing that awareness to people right and then also too channeling uh income for these artists while also allowing their back catalog to get a little more attention and hopefully do more more spins more sales and like you just said just you know bring the awareness to it definitely and and that's and you know it's just part of you know what the label is is storytelling in, in addition to just music in general but like you know that's part of the storytelling that we're going to be doing moving forward mm -hmm. with the younger acts that we have bridging mm -hmm. it with the with the older and telling the story of how these are all they all are connected and weave those stories together which is a really a really fun and exciting thing to be doing um moving forward i love that and then um go, okay so that's perfect segue into the new music from law artists and like, I mean, we have like a roster of like really young bands and artists here. Yes, yes, <laughs> and 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 a lot of and just with that are just so incredibly talented and have so much going on and are creating and working so hard. Like it's so exciting right now at Law with um, all the artists that we have. Um, with, with there's, I mean, we have new music. Um, recorded with tunnel vision got in the studio with uh this producer cameron webb who worked on um alkaline right. trio he did the last long beach of all stars album yep. he did um he's worked with a lot of like fat records bands he's worked with um tons of people and so we have a, a full-length album with them that's that's you know mastered recorded that we're you know just getting ready to to roll that out um Bonalia has a an album full album that she did with johnny cosmic um, up at Great Stone, who's, you know, Johnny Cosmic is a produced Collie Buds, you know, worked with stick, is in Stick Figure, um, the movement, he, you know, K-Bong, he's worked with so many different people. And um, he really focused, hyper-focused for Von Alia to, you know, take, um, take her sound, her vocal sounds and really just like surround it with 
sonics that uplift it and and highlight it's it, i'm so excited for people to hear <laughs> i can hear it hear what, I, I can hear, hear it. what they've done yeah it's so good and actually um we have the the next single that they worked on is Bonalia and half pint and that's coming out february 12th i'm not sure when this airs exactly but that'll february 12th is when that single will be coming out next and that one's you know, again, a, a bridge of the of the old and the new with Vaughn and, and Half Pint. Yeah, that one's really exciting. And then Sideways is working on a full album. They're out of Santa Barbara. Um, you know, they have, have have been doing work with with Pepper Guys as well, and um, which I'm really excited about. We've been we paired them up with um, Lou at 17th Street. They're working with this other producer, Kyle Black, who has worked on um, you know Paramore and uh, like. They they touch on hip hop, reggae, alternative. They just their sound is kind of off, you know, off the charts in the sense that it's everywhere. They touch everything. It's less of a genre and more of like a mood, you know. It's really cool. Um, and uh, I can keep rattling them off. If, if <laughs> Cashed Out has a full acoustic album that we just announced. Um, uh, you know, Tunnel Vision, Cashed Out, Von Aaliyah, Shane Hall's got some EPs coming out. Um, you know, it's just this uh, exciting time. Pepper is working on a full length. You know, there's all this music that we have that I, the fun part now becomes like, how do we share it and how do we make it interesting and how do we tell the story? And it's just, it's so rad. I'm just, <laughs> I'm excited. We're overflowing with music right now. Hey, that, that, by the way, the, the energy and excitement in your voice is addictive. I'm, I, I, I need to talk to you some more. Um, that, that's one great question though that you just brought up. Let's touch on that really quick. With so much, you know, music coming out all the time, how, how with, I mean, like every Friday, right, on Spotify, there is such a release. How mm -hmm. are, how is Law Records uh, looking to, I would say, um, put out uh, their music so people will really be able to have an opportunity to know it's out? So, I mean, I really try to, um, well, part of what we do in general is like, you know, kind of one of the pitch that I almost have with, with law in general is, is that we're a boutique label with like a major label reach. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I mean that in the sense of we're boutique where we have a, a family that we, that we have that's on the label that we were working. So we're not over, we're not taking on too much and not being able to, to give everything the love and care that it needs. Um, and then also with, with that smaller group, um, we have, you know, the opportunity to, to strategically place things so that everything has the, the, the proper light shown on it. So that is like the first step is by making sure that we have, um, we have, you know, the, the spacing between everything to make sure that everything has its own time in the sun, so to speak. Oh, um, nice. and that, yeah. And, and so that way we can strategically place everything. So, the, so everything, you know, can, can resonate the way that it needs to. Well, you just said something very, very crucial. You said we have a boutique label that has, you know, a small family. So everyone gets to really have the attention that they need. So you don't get lost in the shuffle mm -hmm. because like, yeah. Uh, yeah. in in, in our career, you know, Pepper has been on uh, minors and majors and our own label, right? And so when you do get to that that major label scene, yeah, there's lots of reach, there's lots of opportunity, but you do get pretty lost in the shuffle if you don't have a number one hit that's hitting 12, 13 weeks straight kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And and so, mm -hmm. yeah, and so with the new era of music and how music is released and how music is absorbed nowadays, it really is nice to know that there's a label, like a family label. And the, and the, 
artists and the bands on it can support each other not only through like uh our our law records channels but also everyone can actually share everyone else's record release Mm -hmm. and successes through their own channels making making their fan base larger as far as now there that fan base is that fan base and and Vonna's fan base is she's posting about Shane so Shane's fan base is going to wow okay and so that interaction with building fan bases through every different artist or group's uh presence is in the music industry is a really nice way to kind of like have that that connection and that net to really start to build out it's one beautiful thing i love about a boutique label it it really it really is and i mean i think also too with just the various ways that bands can put music out you know like you can do i mean you you can do most things independently if you want you know Mm -hmm. like and so you have to like as as us as a label have to ask like where's the value that we bring what do we do and how and how do we execute it to make sure that we're you know, taking the bands that we're working with and that we believe in to the next level. And so um, part of that, I think, is being the boutique and being making sure that we have, you know, the bandwidth, the capacity to, to hyper focus on everything. And um, and I love that we have that. And I love that um, that we can focus on the bands that we have. And, and you know, and we, you know, there are more things coming down the road, too, where we're where we're growing and so it's just it's a really exciting time with the label and it's really exciting to see um just the growth that all the bands individually are doing as well as with us collectively like it's really cool and with all these moving parts and now you see have you you have two little girls so with all these moving parts during covid during it all how how are you finding your your balance with everything as far as your delegation between work your family and now because of covid having it all in one place where a lot of yeah. pe- where a lot of people have had to make these adjustments yeah it's it's been it's been quite an adjustment and it's been a learning experience ongoing um i have personally focused a lot on breathing and trying to like center my breath and catch my breath um i really enjoy running um, which one, you know, with breathing it, like that's such a huge component of it, but running has been a big, um, benefit that I've been doing since COVID. Like I've always run a lot. Um, but since COVID has happened and quarantine has been going on, I've definitely like re-engaged that and, and have been doing that more. We've been going on walks as a family that has been, you know, very helpful to get outside and get in the sun and, and just get the, the blood moving. Um, but it's been a challenge, man. I'm not gonna lie, you know. It's but it what's been very um, great has been to focus on what is the positive out of it. So like you know, while our space has you know become less and we're all on top of each other. On the flip side, you know, I have been home with um, our youngest daughter, Dylan. You know, almost almost certain to, like half her life, which you know, with wow. Bailey, she <laughs> went to she went to her to um, my my her lola's house you know my wife's mom and she watched her for the day and we'd pick her up at the end of the day and versus now dylan has been here and i'm you know all that time that i didn't have with bailey i have with dylan and so like there are so many positives that um that also are part of it too that i'm you know really trying to focus on to make sure that you know that there are so many great things that have come out of this time Mm -hmm. as in addition to the challenges as well Absolutely. Yeah. Focusing on that gratitude. And it really focusing is. Focusing on the gratitude. Yeah. And it really is 
that's amazing like what you just said like you know half her life that just kind of <laughs> like know? left me breathless for a little bit <laughs> Yeah, well, she's two years old, so right. that's why. So, like, you know, so, that's the crazy part is we've been in quarantine for, you know, coming I on each. I feel like it's been half my now. life, too. I know. Oh but it gosh. literally has been almost half, like half her life. So yeah. it's, been, it's been wild. And, and you know, that that's time that, you know, everyone always talks about with the, the kids. You never get back. And, you know, we're while it has been incredibly challenging, it's also been incredibly rewarding to just – have every day and every moment with that, you know, um, and finding the balance has been hard. I've been, I've been, you know, kind of my hours of scheduling has definitely shifted. I used to just, you know, drop the kids off at school and then, um, would work until four and then, you know, would, would still do things here and there, but now I'm definitely like kind of, you know, late hours, early morning, during the day, that kind of thing. And, um, so there's a lot more balancing and juggling going on, but at the same time, I also feel like I've, um, created strengths that weren't necessarily there before because I didn't have to. And now mm -hmm. I'm like a lot, I've found myself to be a lot more organized and writing things down and crossing them off as I go. Um, because the time is, you know, the time is limited and you, you need to get things done still like the, the world didn't stop. Um, and so I've just, I've found, you know, there's been positives and I've found strengths that have come out of the challenging situations, which is, I'm very blessed to have to be in that situation. Absolutely, awesome. man. It sounds it sounds like, you know, people people do have an opportunity to look at this whole situation in the way of like, well, we're going to involve we're going to evolve from this. And um, mm -hmm. that that focus on the gratitude really pushes forward. And you're right. I've talked to so many of my parent uh, friends that just say, you know what? I've never spent this much time with my child or children. And now I am mm -hmm. closer to them than I have ever been before. And yeah. that that's a beautiful situation. That just like goes back to like, you know, kind of like Paleolithic era, like caveman days where like, you know, you were all huddled in the cave. Dad would go out yeah. and hunt. And, you know, as soon, <laughs> as, soon as you were like uh, old enough to go out with him, like, OK, we're going out. And then that was it. You know, it was a whole day, like all day, all night situation. So never has happened in our lifetime. And I have a lot of I'm really happy to have a lot of parent friends that I get to talk to when they explain this. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's cool. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. And we've done things like, um, you know, when, when quarantine first started, we like started implementing, uh, my wife, Michelle and I, we would do we Friday night movie night. So, and that tradition has just stayed on through, through the, the quarantine. So like every Friday now is, is a movie night. We make popcorn and we have, yeah, you know, we, we pick a movie that we all watch as a family. Yeah. And it's like something like that, that has really, you know, brought brought us all together in that regard that we didn't have before which but it's been now it's an event it's like oh friday night movie night you know so that's been really fun um to see just the family come together in that capacity i love that awesome paul um yeah. it is it is so i i feel so grateful to be able to work with you with all these projects and to uh and to you know really know that you know we've been working with each other since oh three actually was our yeah was definitely our, yeah so that, i mean that, that takes Thank it all you. the way man um, and Definitely. thank you for your time. Thank you for, thank you for what you stand for. And your energy. I and feel totally energy. uplifted right now. Oh, thanks guys. <laughs> I felt like thanks, I was guys. a fly I mean, in the wall listening to a great podcast. <laughs> I'm so great. excited. Yeah. And, um, yeah, thank this, 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 we'll have, we'll have a couple of days before this podcast come out. So we'll make sure that all the show notes and everything are right. And, uh, and, uh, yeah, all the links for everything that Paul uh, discussed earlier today. Yeah, thanks guys. And all and right. Khalil, man, the gratitude is all on this end and Mel, the gratitude's all over yeah. here. Like it's 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 an honor to be 
you know, part of the law story and just to be telling it and to be working with you guys. And, and, you know, like, as he always says, the music is magic, man. And to be helping putting it out <laughs> into the world is, is, is magic in and of itself, you know, and to be a part of that and have, you know, as you can hear, my, my music has always been my passion and to be in a position mm -hmm. where, you know, this is what I do get to do every day is just, gosh, so grateful. And so thank you guys. Oh, awesome. Man. Thank you. All right, everyone. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Say hi to the fam. Thanks guys. Bye. All right. Later guys. Peace. Peace.